It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. For House of Cars. It's Monday, January 24th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome back, Beckler. Thank you. It's great to be back. How was uh, your How was your long extended long weekend? Man, four days off is so nice. Yeah. Like It just recharges the soul, doesn't it? It really does. And I didn't really spend any time online or anything. I just kind of... Hung out, got yeah. some work done, hung out with the family. It was great. Well, I actually, I was just talking to a friend when I went on that cat skiing trip and we were talking about there was no service. So you yeah. couldn't even get on your phone if you wanted. And we were both talking about how insanely refreshing that is. Like, And just like the the thing about our job, which I'm sure you don't realize if you just listen, because we're on the air for four hours and it's a pretty short shift in that sense. But you're always thinking about the show. Yeah. Always thinking about work. Like. You're never not thinking about what you're going to talk about next. Yep. So in that sense, we're kind of always working. Yep. But when you take a few days off in a row like that, like for the Thursday and Friday, I was just like, I don't have to think about work for a couple days. Yeah. And then Great. on Saturday and Sunday, I'll start thinking about work again. So to have like a couple days where you can really shut off, which I'm sure you did. I did. When you were yep. cat skiing too. Like, I'm not, not yeah. making notes. I'm not thinking about work at all here. So No, I was fully present, which is amazing. It's something that we don't do very often yeah. in the job, I don't think. So it makes a difference. I feel I feel great. I feel recharged. The weather awesome. is beautiful here. Oh yeah. Um, let's get into her. We got a we got a lot of the, the the classic segments on today's show. We got a eulogy. We got an etymology. We got a conspiracy. Yeah. We've got a goat conversation. We have a top ten kind of list. But first, the BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. I got invited to a wedding over the weekend, and it was this Eveite. And the RSVP, when you responded, included this question. It said, "What song will get you up on the dance floor?" Oh, and I was like, "Nice." They're building a little playlist. It's are they? genius. Yeah, because you can now contribute to the playlist, and it will have stuff on it that everybody at the wedding will, you know, hopefully maybe feature one of their songs, mm-hmm. right? So, which is awesome. But then I got thinking about it and didn't realize how hard that question really was because there's songs that are your favorite songs. Yes, but that's not necessarily what's good for a wedding, right? Like you want a song that has a certain vibe to it or something that's universal enough that other people will actually want to get up and dance to. It's got to be well known. It's got to be well known. There's also like, I mean, there's people of all ages at a wedding. Yeah. So are you just getting people your age to dance or are you getting like grandma and grandpa dancing too? Well, and that's the big debate as well. I was with a couple of friends when I actually received this invite. And so I, I asked them and I was like, hey, what would you put on this? And we came up with a few Okay, uh, I'm glad because I'm not going to be much help to you here. I am not a dancer. That's fair. Even at our wedding, McKenna and I barely saw each other because she danced all night and I worked the room. Yeah. So. And I'm not a huge dancer either, but I do know that that feeling of song that you're looking for, you know? So that's why I think it was so difficult too because I was like, oh, like I need to make sure that people are going to dance. So this one, I got a of course, right? That okay. So... That song is one that a lot of people know, and it has that, like, you can kind of dance. Ten it's the night. <laughs> you know. My favorite part of that song is where they just list the days of the week. It's Monday, Tuesday, And, I mean, Wednesday, everybody can join in on that, Wednesday. too. Everyone remembers that. <laughs> so, you know, if you don't dance, you can just list all the days of the part. week. There you go. Uh, this is another one that was suggested. Okay. Right? You know that song. Yep. So that's It was no. huge, too. So Huge. Or Dr. Dre. It's the... Especially when we're talking cross-generational. Yep. You know? For sure. The old people, they love that one. <laughs> they really love it. Mm, I know. <laughs> Especially the non-clean version. Yeah. A little Robin. Okay. 
If you, I am going to dance, it's, it's going to be, be it's going to be the That's Robin, what I thought. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Last week on the show, you brought up cannibalism mm-hmm. and how when we were young, it seemed like cannibalism was a big problem in the world because of how much it was talked about. Well, yeah, because Silence of the Lambs came out and there were those a few horror movies, right, where yeah. they talked about cannibalism and then it got into our, I don't know if it was in my psyche as a kid. I was like, this must happen quite often. Well, we mentioned a few, like we mentioned, yes, yeah, Silence of the Lambs and like, you know, the odd case of a shipwreck where the survivors had to yeah. had to have a bit of a snack on each other. Um, or then like, you know, the odd serial killer case like mm-hmm. that. But it, it, it was talked about a lot, like kind of like the quicksand thing, which yes. has become basically a meme at this point. But I got a message from one of my best buds, who's also a big listener of the Pisscast. Have you heard of the, I don't know if I'm going to say this right, have you heard of the Guangxi Massacre? No. I hadn't either, which is surprising because there is no shortage of literature on it if you go looking, but I don't know if you want to go looking. Um, during the Cultural Revolution in China, in the late 60s and early 70s, there were widespread reports of cannibalism. Okay, I didn't know that. And it wasn't due to famine, which has happened in the world before. Yeah. When people were starving and ate people. No, this was, they were eating political enemies. Holy And I will spare you the most gruesome details, but you can find them if you go looking. Um, It it seems like at least 137 people were confirmed to have been eaten, although the number could be much, much higher, and thousands of people participated in it. So they'd they'd have feasts and knowingly feast upon yeah, their political like, enemies. Yeah, like I read one story about a dude who he was he was just he was fat at a time when no one was supposed to be fat, so they ate him. Oh my they god. Sliced him up and like sent pieces home for with people. I like that I said, is, I don't want to get into too okay, many of the details because yep, nope. it gets really bad, but Oh um, my god. And I can't believe that this isn't more widely known no. because like like I said, there's there's lots written about it. And it wasn't like it was hundreds of years ago or anything. Like, this is within the lifetime of people who are listening right now. That's, yeah, like, I've heard nothing about this. Me neither. Never heard of it before. Okay. Maybe that's just our lack of education. Maybe it's more widely known than we think. But my friend made the point, too, that it really shows the extremes of humanity. Because at that time, in some countries, we were racing each other to the moon. Yeah. And in other countries, we were eating each other. Oh, that's a big difference. That's gross. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Some friends and I got into a heated discussion on the weekend about the best children's movie. The goat of children's oh, movies. Oh, good topic. Oh, man. Good topic. But here's the thing. We couldn't settle on, we really couldn't, we couldn't figure it out. Because okay. there, there are simply so many children's movies and so many good ones that it really is up for debate what you would say is the best one. Like some of the ones we tossed around, Toy Story, mm-hmm. Finding Nemo, mm-hmm. Frozen, Hook. And then do you do a classic Disney film, though? Is it Snow White or Beauty and the Beast? Because then you add those in. Or- yeah, because if you go back, like a lot of those in their years were the uh, the, high, uh, the highest grossing film is a good place to start, isn't mm. it? Yep. And I think Toy Story is one of the highest grossing animated films ever. Uh, and Snow White is. Snow White is too. Yeah, the old Snow White, the right? The old Snow White. Yeah, and I'm even looking at the list. Like if you go year by year, like when Peter Pan came out, it was the highest grossing film that year. When... Cinderella came out. It was the highest grossing film that year. Same with like Lady and the Tramp. All of these old movies. Yeah. And you could go even older. You could go back to like The Wizard of Oz. That was going to be my pick. Mm, I was going to pick The Wizard of Oz. And just because of how old it is and how many generations it spanned? Yes. Like it's it's still good. Like that movie came out in the 30s. Yeah. And you can still put it on and still be entertained by it. You could put it on for a kid today and they'll be entertained by it. It still looks good. 
Yeah. The movie looks good. Like, it, it has aged so well. Okay. And you think that that movie is 80-some years old? That's insane. That is insane. Like, I don't know what else would even come close to that. There are movies that have made more money. Like, how old is Mary Poppins? Not as old, though, right? Or mm-hmm. Pinocchio? Like, how old are those Pinocchio movies? Pinocchio came out in the 40s. Oh, okay. So, so did Bambi. newer. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Pinocchio came out in 1940. Okay, that's the original one. Yeah. Um, the old Pinocchio. When did Mary Poppins come out? The 60s? Oh, yeah, that was far maybe? later. 64? Because those are other yeah. ones that are classics, right? And you bring those back and they still age well, but... Like, who hasn't seen Wizard of Oz? It's true. There wouldn't be many people. I haven't seen a lot of the old Disney movies. I just wasn't a Disney kid. Yeah. But you've seen The Wizard of Oz. Well, I think I think most people have seen it. And I mean, like it's been... in it's on TV. It's in the public domain now, isn't it? I was going to say it also. Like, there's so many plays. Like, The Wizard of Oz has gone through, and they it goes through Broadway quite often yep. as well. And so there have been remakes. Yeah, there's of... the oh, okay. stage adaptations. Right. There are. I th- that would be my pick. Would be because okay. we couldn't of... settle on this. We we're, were and you just kind of settled it. I think. Yeah, the Wizard I of Oz. Of the animated films, I'd probably cast my vote for Toy Story. Yeah. Even though it's not my favorite. Oh, that'll open up but, another can of worms. I mean, Finding Nemo. Uh, probably one of the better ones, yeah. But be is one it? of my votes, but I know Toy Story. But you compare those to Wizard of Oz, like everybody has seen Wizard of Oz. Yeah. It's got to be Wizard of Oz, I think. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there we go. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was talking to a friend who uh, had COVID recently, and they were telling me all about it. And I caught myself casually saying... Oh, yeah. Well, when I had COVID last year, oh, it was dear. like this. But I, yeah, I said it in kind of like a snooty way. You know, like I was an OG of COVID or something. It is funny because like, I was chatting to a friend about that too. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's weird because that we got it before there was any vaccines available. Yeah. It was like a year ago was, this week. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, it's, not, it's a stupid thing to like feel superior it to someone really for that you had it first and yeah. without the vaccine and stuff. But weird. I did. I felt it and I did. I was being a bit of a COVID snob, if you can believe it. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, yes, I had COVID before you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had not one, but two variants. Two of them. Oh, well, I had it without the vaccine. <laughs> well, if you didn't lose your taste and smell, you didn't really experience COVID. Oh, Omicron, talk to me when you get a more serious variant. <laughs> well, I could barely make it up the stairs, so I lived in the basement for a few days. <laughs> if you weren't a basement troll, did you really have it? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even smell it. <laughs> Smells a fart. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Welcome to Conspiracy Corner, your platform for outlandish conspiracy theories. Beckler along with Shauna. Hello. This is my own personal conspiracy, Beckler. Okay. Uh, Something that I noticed yesterday. That when the roads get super slushy, all the gas stations pretend their touchless car washes are out of service. So I think they're pretending? I think so. I've been wanting to go for a car wash, and I know I could use a wand wash, but I'm kind of lazy, so I'm going through the touchless car wash where I'm trying to and I went to three yesterday and every single one of them said that they were out of service and I was thinking and I was like I wonder if they just know that I mean everybody's car is so filthy right now everyone's vehicle is the filthiest I've ever seen it I'm like do you think that they just know that if all those cars go through and vehicles it's going to gunk it up in there and then they have to Mm. clean up all the gunk and they just don't want to deal with that 
But this would also be like prime money-making time for them. It would. This is car wash season. I mean, those car washes seem to be a little touch and go anyway, and I'm wondering if just the gunk kind of will put them out, and they know that it's going to get out of service, and then they might have to clean it up or get somebody called in. So instead, they just go, let's be preemptive and just, let's just, let's hmm. say it's closed when it's really not. Yeah, there are a ton of moving parts in those things. It yeah. seems like they could be prone to mechanical issues, but... It's weird because also I went last week and same thing happened when I tried to go. It was three different car washes and they were all closed and it was a day after. Again, it was a really slushy warm day. It was the big warm up day last week. So do you think this is the car wash version of like McDonald's saying their ice cream machine is down because nobody wanted to clean it or they I ran kind out of the time so. to clean it? That's exactly what I was thinking in my head. I'm, a, I'm like, this is what they're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just want to easily, then they know it's going to be a problem for them and they don't want to clean it. And they're like, you know what we just do? Let's just plop this sign up and say that it's out of service. And Interesting theory. I'd love to hear from somebody who runs a gas station, if that's yes. true or not. Someone please shed light on this. But in, in the meantime. On the plausibility scale, how many cars that run on water, man, out of 10 do you give this, Shauna? Because well, kind of, it could go either way. I'm, I'm going to give it. 13 cars that run on water, man, out of 10. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I had this song stuck in my head the other day, and it made me think that we could probably do a top 10 on the topic. Uh, top 10 songs about clothing or accessories. Okay. Although we could even, maybe we could do a top six if you want to play, if you want to play clips. Mm-hmm. Uh, we okay. just played The Beaches. They have a song called T-Shirt, don't they? They do. They do. Well, so they would be on the list. I would be on they the list. They could be on the list. Uh-huh. Uh, the song that I had stuck in my head, though, was yeah. this one. And I was like, that song is all about not just shoes, but one specific brand and model of shoe. Yeah. So, it's funny because when you told me about this, I was thinking, and that song came to mind, Air Force One. Yes. That was, oh, that was a classic. So that would be number six on my list of the top six songs about clothing and or accessories. Okay. Staying along the same vein. For some reason, I went old with a lot of these, like when okay. I was thinking about that. So we've got another shoe song from Elvis. Step on my blue suede shoes. Right. That is a classic. Oh. Blue suede shoes. Another specific type of shoe, too. Blue suede shoes these days would be a real fashion statement, wouldn't it? It would they? be something. It wouldn't work in the slush either. You just ruin those right away. <laughs> this is not a place for blue no, suede shoes. Not a great climate for no, it, eh? No, not meant for here. Okay, I'm trying to decide which direction to go next here. Okay. Uh, you may have this one on your list, too, but this is number four for me. Oh, so yeah. It's not necessarily about the jacket. The no. jacket is like the vehicle through which the story is told, whereas Air Force Ones is, is just about the shoes. That is true. It's, that is true. Uh, what about this one? Uh, this is the sweater song from Weezer, of course. Yeah. Right? So and more about the sweater, yeah, too. Yeah, more about the sweater. I'm trying to decide which... There's there's a lot of them. I know. I'm gonna it's, leave some on the on the board for it's sure. It's really but. hard to nail it all down and decide. Okay, this is my number two. Amazing. Oh. Show me that thong. The thong song. The thong song. The thongs. 
Oh, that's genius. Uh, okay, well, in a number one, you may disagree with me, but again, we're going really old school here, and this is probably the most ridiculous song about a type of clothing. Okay. Yes. Like, who's that by? Brian Highland. I don't know if that's the original or not, but that one there was. Um, itsy bitsy teeny, teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. Like very specific. That is wow. extremely specific. Super. Like that is the most specific one you can get. So it was itsy bitsy and teeny weeny. That's like, a there handful. wasn't much to this thing. No, that guy was like the Cisco of his time. Wasn't he was. He? Oh, and that was offensive at the time. You couldn't sing about Excuse thongs me. back. What? <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I had a couple other songs on my list just in case we had some crossover. I yep. figured you might take the Arkells, but I don't know if that was on your list. I didn't, which is crazy. I had cake on my list, though. Short, Short skirt, skirt, long jacket? Yeah, yeah, I had that one. I didn't go there. It's a combo piece. That's two. Short skirt and, and a, a long, long jacket. jacket. Oh, yeah. In terms of the length of clothes, you could also have the Holly's long, cool woman in a black dress. Oh, yeah. There's also the top, she... sharp-dressed man, I thought. Yeah. That's generic more, but... Yeah. There was that one. I wasn't one of his best songs, but Justin Timberlake's Suit and Tie. Yep. Yeah, actually, there's a song called Suit and Jacket that I really like that I discovered from the Suits soundtrack, that, that uh, Netflix show. Yeah. yeah. I think... It... Judah and the Lion has one, too, I think. About a suit? Yeah. Um, Run DMC had a Dude song called. Jacket. They have one too. Did yeah. they? Run DMC had a song called My Adidas. So yep. there's more than one song written about shoes specifically. Lots of shoes. Yeah, lots of sneakerhead songs, I think. Prince's Raspberry Beret. Oh, that's a good one as well. About a hat? Yeah. Yeah. There was this punk song that I had that I downloaded off one of those sites, Snapster or something, when I was quite young by Digger called I Want My Hat Back and it was all about a breakup and he's most sad that he lost his favorite hat in the breakup. Right. Yeah. Also, Sweater Weather from the Neighborhood was one. Sweater Weather, yes. Uh, but that's more about the weather around the sweater. But Ta you put your hands through the holes in the sweater. Taylor so. Swift, Cardigan. Uh, she had a song called Cardigan. Yeah. Well, but... Yeah, yeah there's just, lots. There's, there's lots. Lot. I'm happy with our list, though. Me too. VNS in 20 minutes or less. You love your car. Bet you'd love lower interest and lower payments, too. Refinance your auto loan with House of Cars and love the freedom of having more money in your pocket. Visit HouseOfCarsCalgary.com. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was catching up with a podcast from when I was away, and I heard that your parents sold their house. They did. And they sold it for how much over asking? 320000 or so over asking price. Over asking. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. I know. Well, the housing, I mean, the housing market there is so nuts. Like, they live in the GTA, and mm -hmm. yes, because no one can afford to live in Toronto now, now all those suburbs that are around there are all absolutely crazy in terms of price. Like They're in Brampton, they're in if Brampton. you aren't aware of it. That's like, so it was a bidding war then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was seven people that were all trying to outbid one another. The person who uh, got the place actually outbid his own bid because he wanted to make sure Holy he got crap. it. crap. So I don't three twenty over asking. That's yeah. man, like good good for your parents, and I hope they take that money and I hope they enjoy it because they're downsizing, right? They're downsizing. Hilariously, though, they're I mean half of the money they made off their house is already spent because they were downsizing to a condo mm -hmm. and they were spending seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a condo because that's still. But what did the house go for? One point six. Or okay, so. so they're still pocketing. They're still pocketing. Eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It's true. I know. That's a lottery win. Yeah. That's yeah. It's crazy. That's wild. I, I mean, know. I. It's funny because like our the way our generation, many people in our generation talk about our parents, about the boomers. Like, yeah. I don't begrudge them that wealth. 
Like either. I don't hear about that. I'm like upset at your parents for that or anything. Well, like I don't, and I don't understand why you would be. Also, it's really nice for my parents because my dad owned his own business and didn't yeah. have a pension. So this is actually helping them, and it's it's what they need at this moment. So, but people who, yeah, how how is it their fault that they, they didn't made that money? Destroy on? the housing market. No. They just were in the right place at the right time, and you would have done the same thing if you were there. Yeah. So. That's why I don't get the anger toward them. No, like, yeah, that it's, seems really odd. It sucks that our generation isn't going to have the opportunity to own houses like this. Yeah. But it's not their fault. No. They it's live in a place that the market is insane in right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, absolutely insane. But, like, when I, hear, when I hear about those numbers, like, it starts to sound like fake money. Yeah. When you yeah. say that, you know, it was, there was a bidding war and it went up 320000 That's more than a lot of people's houses are worth. I know. The bidding war was yeah. worth more than some people's houses. It's like, at that point, what is, mo- what is money? I what know. is debt? What is any of this, really? You know, this yeah. is... Well, and it's so nuts like, because they had no clue. I mean, they've been in the house for 35 years, right? So uh, when they first started to think about downsizing, because there's only two of them and they're in a big house still, four-bedroom house. And so they were like, it's time, obviously. And I remember at first they were like, yeah, we think we might get like 800000 for it. And then the realtor would be like, no, I think it's closer to a million. No, maybe 1.1. No, maybe 1.2. Like it just kept. Oh, my God. And it was all in such a short. Fr- I was like, what is going on over there? Like what? Even the market here. I've mentioned how like it was about three years ago we seriously considered buying here. Yeah. And since then we've just watched the houses that we were looking at creep out of our price range. And like. My work situation hasn't changed or anything. It's just no. I could no longer afford those houses that we could three years ago. And, and I think that it's going to settle. I don't know, though. But, I yeah, the housing market here is going crazy. But even with my parents, I think they sold at the perfect time because they have a pool in their backyard. COVID mm, helped them with that. Yeah. Because apparently it's a two-year waiting list to get a pool in your backyard right now out there. So Interesting. That helps. And they said in the past it could be a detriment to have a pool in your backyard because people don't want to keep up with it. You're right. It's usually It usually hinders your resale, right? So they sold at the perfect time, I think. Yeah. Man, if that happens here, like, and it's, the market is going crazy here right now, it seems, too. But yeah. if that, like, if it started to get to the point where it's like, well, we'll never afford a house here, I don't know if I would stay. Like, hmm. I love Calgary, and I would love to stay here. But I'm also not going to spend every dollar I make on, like, an average house, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it. It's got to really suck to watch like a city that you love become a place that you could no longer afford to live. I'm sure people who grew up in Vancouver feel that. People who grew up in Toronto. And it's funny and because I, I said that I'd never buy again. I I want rent for the rest of time. Of course, I don't have a family, but I've bought my condo and I regret it. So yeah, it like, is interesting. Yeah, we do want to buy and want to make something our own. But like yeah. the way it's going, that seems like. It seems like it's less and less likely all the time, and that's a bit of a bummer. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Etymology with Shauna. I have an etymology request for you, Shauna. Okay. Because my son Bo is learning to read, so he's reading all the signs outside of businesses as we drive around, and we passed a liquor store, mm-hmm. and he made a comment that the word should be pronounced liquor, right? Right. It's based on the Q-U-O-R. Yep. Uh, and... I was like, where does that word come from? Why is it, Why do we call it liquor? Why do we call it booze for that matter? Where do liquor and booze come from? So for liquor, it's it's fairly simple. So liquor is related to the word liquid, right? And that came from the Latin word liqueur, which, of course, we still use to this day. We mm-hmm. talk about liqueurs. But that literally means to be fluid. So oh. li- liquor just means fluid. Okay. It's funny that 
alcohol took that. Yeah. Because it took it from all fluid. I know. And it's kind of nice, though, because I was like, I'm going to say that instead of going to like the liquor store. Next, I'm just going to be like, I'm going to the fluid store. You know, it <laughs> well, sounds a they, lot more positive. That's what people say when you're sick. Yeah. Got to get lots of fluids mm-hmm. if you're sick. Okay. Yeah. Go to the fluid store. I'll go to yeah. the licky poo then. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, as for booze, so booze, which is, this is funny, it was once spelled bouse, and then it was kind of just over time we changed it to booze, which is what happens with basically the telephone method of learning different mm-hmm. words. But it comes from the medieval Dutch word boosen, which just means to drink to excess. Oh, okay. And it so used to... Boozing is like really heavy drinking. Yep, yep. So it used to be slang that was only used by the quote-unquote beggars and thieves, but gradually it became more widespread slang and everybody started using it. But back then it was just a slang bad word for for drinking too much. It's a fun Boosin. word. Yeah. It booze? Booze. Booze. You can, booze. Really, you can really punch it. Booze. Are you drinking that booze again? On the booze. Yeah, on the booze. <laughs> with Shauna. VNS in 20 minutes or less. McKenna had The Bachelor on the other day, as she does. Yeah. And uh, Bo, my oldest Bo, seven, was sitting there and kind of like half watching. And there was a scene with a kiss and Bo said, why is it so loud when they kiss? And I had never really noticed before, but he's right. Like whatever type of microphone they're using, Ew. that it catches every lip slap, every tongue smack, every bit of spit when they're kissing. It's mm. the mic is hot. It's a hot mic. Well, I mean, I guess if it's a lav mic and it's right by their mouth, it makes kind of sense, right? Is that the kind they would use, the one that clips in? I don't know. Because it's like it seems like they jack it up when the kiss they happens. They probably do. And in that case, a lav mic would be perfect for that. And then they probably have some atmosphere mics too and all that together. Ugh. I figured you would know about this better than I would. Or is there some like location audio guy with a boom mic who's getting in real close? Oh, like if you're doing that too. I mean, <laughs> if you if you zoomed out just a little. Yeah, they see him just hanging see, right about. Yeah. Oh. You'd see Tony on the on the boom mic. Like, got to get right get like right, right in the mouth. Open your mouth. Let me just stick this right in there. Yeah. <laughs> right in there. Yeah. <laughs> like I was thinking about oh. You know, on the sidelines at NFL games, the guy with the dish, mm-hmm. maybe they got one of those at the Bachelor Mansion. And he's just, Focusing right in the he's lips. He's got that thing oh my God. dialed right in. and Because you, you, you can hear it. It's like... Oh, that's... Well, that's romance. That's disgusting. That's, <laughs> Even just repeating that. Are we little... getting this, Tony? Oh, yeah. We're oh, getting we got tonight. all the slops and slurps. Yeah. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I don't know if you saw this on Friday, Beckler, because you were away, but the uh, Red Cross swim program is set to end. Yeah, with the colored badges that you earned. Yeah, and just the way that they used to provide swimming for everybody. So they've decided to redirect that money, they said, that they used to put toward that program into other more pressing things. Yeah, I must be. I must have missed this, or I'm dumb, or something, because I could have swore they did away with the color program years ago. So the badges themselves, uh, they that that ended, but the Red Cross swimming program has still continued. Okay, because I so I remember I was in it when it switched from the colored badges to like AquaQuest or something, and then you got different levels for it. Way lamer. Way lamer. I I mean, badges way more. Getting your maroon badge. I know it was was a big big, deal. Huge deal. I earned all those badges growing up, but it's it's kind of sad because a lot of us did. We we learned to swim through the Red Cross. Yes, that's going to be no more. I thought we should probably eulogize this. I think it's it's warranted. It's necessary. Okay, great. We are gathered here today to remember the Red Cross Swimming Program. The program that many of us took to learn how to float on our back as babies and how to kick our legs as toddlers. How to eventually do the breaststroke and the front stroke and the bat stroke. Some even got to life-saving. 
You know, those badges back when that was a thing were a point of pride. And when you earned your next one, it was a big thing. Okay. Where did it top out? Was it bronze medallion? There was bronze medallion. I think so. But it was weird because you get like red and then green and then blue. And then all of a sudden maroon was tossed in there. And you're like, why is maroon all of a sudden? Ran out of colors. Weird. Anyway, that was the big guns too. We were really excited to get to maroon. Anyway, learning to swim with the Red Cross is something that a lot of us will fondly look back upon and will truly miss. The bragging rights that went with it as well. We'll miss you. No gas, no glass, no fire, no wire. Beckler, do you have a musical tribute for us? It'd be cool to get your hands on a set of those badges now, wouldn't it? I still have mine. Do I you? Think. Oh, yeah. dig those out. My so mom sent something. them to me recently, I think. She was like, look what I found. So my Ow. jacket. That'd be so cool. Oh, yeah. They're my favorite colors. Yes, sir. They're my favorite colors. Except for maroon. That's just a weird one. <laughs> my sisters and my brothers were swimming like no other. Nailed it. They're my favorite colors. It's a good day to be. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. For House of Cars. Until January 15th, enter to have House of Cars wipe out your debt for free. No strings attached. Visit houseofcarscalgary.com. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.